0: Sunny 16 presents...
1: Hello and welcome to the Lighting Lounge for another episode. This will be episode number seven. And uh, I I realized I never even mentioned on the podcast we are putting this out on YouTube. So there is going to be some video. Uh, We may or may not talk about images. So it's definitely podcast friendly. If you're not watching it on YouTube, you can check out the images on the Sunny16 Discord. Or we'll link them to other places uh, where you might be able to find them. So I am very pleased to be joined today, uh, this morning for me, this evening for him, um, a familiar face and voice in the Sunny 16 world, Mr. Gabe Sachs. How are you today?
0: Uh, how are you? This is awesome. It's, uh, yes, it's a, it's a little 10.30 p.m., uh, my time in Los Angeles, and, uh. I'm wide awake, and uh,
1: hopefully I didn't wake you up too early. That's okay. I've got my coffee, so we should be good. (laughs) Perfect. uh, Yeah. So um, people will probably know you from the, what is it? It's called the Smash Hit Podcast, the (laughs) I Dream of Cameras podcast that you do with uh, Jeff Greenstein. So it should be be familiar. Um, Excellent. I want to talk a bit less about cameras. I'm sure we will as well, but I want to really get into your photography and your, your portrait photography and that sort of thing. Um, oh, great. and kind of talk about your process of how you go about, um, yeah, taking, taking portraits and, and particularly lighting. Cause that's, that's what our show is about. Absolutely. Yeah. So my, my kind of opening question is when you think of lighting, um, what, what is the definition of lighting for you?
0: Well, look, I shoot a lot of natural light photography, but I also love using you know flora i love I love illuminating people in different ways. I think that's the the way I would say it. I just love natural light. I love window light. I also love experimenting with fluorescence. I like using hard lights. I like you know, using flash, even though I consider myself someone who is still learning how to use it and i enjoy it i've just started to use it with some film and i i love it it's just it's just you know there's so many photographers that find interesting ways to use light in their especially your portrait sessions that i'm always learning stuff and i'm always you know looking out there to see what's new and i just love it i really do
1: yeah um when you i mean it's easy to think that you know in you're doing product photography or something like that you know it's all about the lighting and in a right. portrait it's also usually all about well it's a lot about the lighting right. um when when you go out into to the beach or wherever you are and you know you're not bringing big lights with you what is your your th- you know what makes it a, a lit shot rather than just a snapshot
0: I guess for me, I love shooting. I'll just give you some examples of things I look for is like, let's say under a pier. Mm -hmm. So you're under the pier, you're at the edge of where the pier covering is, and you've got that light coming in behind you, that flat light, and it's beautiful. Like, I, I love that. I look for that kind of thing, and especially at the beach. And to me, it sort of gives you also, you know, under the pier or when i see shadows you know from let's say a railing or some interesting shadows going on the ground i'm always looking for ways to incorporate that in portraits as well
1: and do you um when you're when you're doing a portrait shoot do you kind of just wander around and look for those things or do you have a kind Completely. of a plan
0: sometimes i'll have a plan like sometimes i'll I'll know the areas we're shooting in mm-hmm. so i've shot there before Uh, there's an area called Malibu Creek and I know that there's a lot of, um, it's a lot of flat light, but there'll be sunlight coming through the trees, which I love. Um, and then, but a lot of times I am sort of wandering around and I'll sort of have an idea and then to go, Oh, this, this looks way better. You know, that happens all the time. I have a plan and it falls through completely because it's either too bright. Like I'm someone who really likes shooting in a flat sort of overcast light with occasional you know streaks from the sun and as i said before shadows but in full bright sunlight is not my thing (laughs) and i completely admire photographers who just can you know get out there and shoot in bright sunlight all the time and and do really well so Mm.
1: Looking well, maybe looking at some of your pictures later. But looking through them, most of them look like they're taken at pretty, pretty bright light. I mean, it's it doesn't look like golden hour kind of stuff. So are you, are you able to control the time when you when you go I, out to co- shoot?
0: Of course, I am. I mean, I the shots that I've done during golden hour are really my favorites, and I am right by the beach, so I'm fortunate to be able to. You know get down there pretty quickly and and have some shoots along the beach at golden hour but the way things have been happening lately with schedules it's mostly been all over the place there hasn't been like oh let's shoot it you know 5:50 or whatever time mm. you know the sun's going down and you get that beautiful light but uh there have been times where uh i've shot at the end of the my block and during golden hour and it's just perfect and beautiful but it doesn't always work out like that because everyone's schedule moves around all the time.
1: Yeah, always complicated. Yes. Are you Are you doing anything to to modify the light? Are you using a reflector or a shade or anything that you bring?
0: You know, sometimes I'll use a reflector, but rarely. Okay. Um, I think that I love light modifiers. I mean, I love when, if I'm using a hard light, using a softbox or uh using a you know a giant you know softbox on a mono light i that's always fun uh but it's mostly not a lot of exterior stuff so that's more of the interior flash work but um i've really always shot in natural light like that's mm-hmm. and always looked for like what's a really you know more of a warm lighting setup and and recently, you know, I just shot on a friend's balcony, which is, uh, and also a fire escape downtown Los Angeles and the shadows that produces, you know, any time of day really, uh, were amazing. So that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. That sounds cool. I really have a hard time with natural light. I'm, I'm usually in the studio, so I'm controlling every little uh-huh. thing. And when I get out in, in the natural light, I have a hard time, um, seeing you know is this good or is it is it not good what Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you're looking for like when you've got your subject there and you're looking at the face and you go oh that looks great or oh this is a problem what are some of those kind of bullet points
0: i think we have the opposite problem because to me going in the studio is such a stress inducing event for me because i know i'm just going to be shooting and stop you know shooting and looking shooting and looking shooting and looking to make sure i have something like it's it's one of those things that i wish i was more confident and i love it i mean i love the outcome but a lot of the time i'm really just shooting and saying okay that's not enough or i need more when i'm out you know with a model and looking i just am looking for some kind of shaded soft light and i think that what happened uh, yesterday was i was with my friend claire and we shot in, a, in different areas. We are shooting in Culver City. And then we found this, this just staircase. It was in a parking garage. And just did a bunch of shots there, which were my favorites. And it was all because the light was falling in, you know, sort of trickling in. And it just gave a perfect feel. And it was sort of very even light. So a lot of times I'm starting off looking for even light and then I'm, you know, the other half of the shoot is more like more interesting lighting. So through the trees and through reflections and through shadows, and I'm always looking for that to sort of balance it out, so not everything is so clean.
1: Okay, so you, you kind of try and you, you try and get some some interest going on in the backgrounds, but but keep a, a nice even light on your subject.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay. And and when I was just kind of scrolling through your feed. Um, you've got a really lovely eye for backgrounds that like um there's there's one shot i think i've got it here hang on let me let's see if the magic of um
0: look at this of
1: technology will allow us to show i think it was this one and if i click on the big button then it should show it big so you've got a you've got a subject here that's uh, standing in some kind of a a hallway or or some kind of a drive-through thing
0: So it's so interesting. So that's in Long Beach, California. And that's uh, the actress Liliana Ray, who was in Top Gun. And uh, she's been in a number of other things and great actress. And she and I were in Long Beach and just walking around this area of 4th Street. And we came across this driveway. It's just really a driveway to an apartment building.
1: it's like a like an underpass or something yeah like an underpass
0: absolutely and i just liked it and again it was one of those things i put her probably two feet from the driveway from the actual entrance and the light just fell on her which was great i was very lucky
1: so it creates it creates this beautiful like um almost geometric shape around her and just frames her very nicely and you've got this kind of light halo behind her head and then this right. dark driveway going up uh, behind her light skin. So it's, it's just got a perfect, you know, contrast and contrast of all the different things. Yeah, it was fun. So was she being shaded from the sun by this over by the, by the driveway?
0: Yeah. So she was being shaded by, um she was being shaded by just the front. So think of it like two feet or maybe a, Probably even less so probably a a foot of uh, overpass so I mean the the overhead you know ceiling of the uh, driveway and just probably a foot in and that okay. was it and then light was coming in from behind
1: me. so you're just right at the edge of the shadow that's being cast by that by that overpass yes, exactly and you you've got other shots where you've got you know the pier you mentioned going off in the background or or lines going off in the background. Yeah. Um is that something you consciously look for?
0: Yeah, not all the time. I'm I'm almost always focusing on the eyes and I'm always focusing on um expressions and sort of capturing real moments as opposed to really posing people. Like mm-hmm. that's sort of my least favorite thing is posing people. I want people to just sort of um be themselves and I'll catch those moments, this is sort of my favorite thing. Um, but when I see a background with, that has a lot of depth, especially with you know shooting wide open, mm-hmm. it just adds so much, especially that blur, it's so much fun to get that bokeh.
1: Oh yeah. You just mentioned uh, trying to capture people as their real selves and that's, that's always a, a challenge. Um, you, you get this, this camera face, as soon as the camera comes up, then often people will change. And, um, so maybe talk about your experience with that.
0: Well, I, you know, a lot of the people I shoot, I know, or I know through friends. And so it's a very, it's usually a very comfortable experience and it's sort of a lot of conversation so we're always talking we may not be talking about taking pictures and you know whatever but it'll be comfortable enough where it's not sort of a stressful like I'm okay now you pose and mm-hmm. you know it's 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 very simple and obviously it's going to take a beat longer with a rangefinder mm-hmm. uh, and focusing and things like that um, as it does with, you know, a full auto SL- SLR. Um, but it's really just, you know, comfortable and conversation and, you know, maybe grabbing a coffee ahead of time or shooting some pictures there where it's uh, no stress. I mm. think that's sort of the theme of all my shoots is just, you know, simple, no stress. Uh, and luckily it's worked out. So
1: <laughs> very, happy to
0: do it like that.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Um... Do you notice because you're you're in the fortunate position to get to take pictures of a lot of people who are in front of the camera quite a bit so they're they're right. used to having a lens in their face yeah. um do you notice when you when you photograph somebody like that or somebody who's maybe not as as comfortable you know being on camera um is is there a difference in the kind of reaction or the process
0: That's really interesting because Yes, the majority of people I shoot are in front of the camera. What's interesting is there are some people I shoot that are also used to being in front of the camera, but they're so used to being in front of the camera that they go into this sort of automated mode Mm. that a lot of actors go through. And all of a sudden they're posing and they're that personality. Mm. And that's the personality I don't want. Yeah. And I have some friends that do that. And I go, no, 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 that's not (laughs) I want the real person. (laughs) so it's fun to see that and then you just sort of you get the real peers a lot of people I've shot I've shot for years and years and years um or there's people I shot you know many years ago during Freaks and Geeks so they're always used to be having a camera in my hand and so there's no you
1: know they're just used to it
0: it's a very comfortable situation so
1: <laughs> it's interesting it's it's always funny for me to see you know you're just chatting and having an interesting time and then you pull up a camera and and something changes that it, you know yeah it, it can
0: it really can I think that you know luckily that we're hanging out enough or having enough conversation ahead of time where I don't have to Uh, get that change where it's so drastic Mm. because i know that feeling i know it's like okay now we're taking pictures Mm. and usually i just like it to be sort of seamless oh this is a good shot or you know even if we're grabbing a coffee or something like that you know maybe the light looks great from the window or a cafe so it's sort of it's it's a process and i know the first you know sometimes the first roll or the first Bunch of shots is—they're going to be sort of throwaways, but at least it's getting someone comfortable, who sometimes may not be comfortable in front of the camera.
1: It's kind of that warm-up phase.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And how much—how much planning goes into one of your photo shoots?
0: It depends. Like sometimes there'll be friends that'll call, that say, "Oh, I need this uh, cover. Will you come do this cover? Will you, oh, I need new shots for artwork." It's just, a lot of friends directors actors need new stuff for magazines and they'll call up and ask for a piece of artwork. And, and so I'll shoot that all the time and it really depends. So those shoots usually have a stylist and a makeup artist and on and on. So it's really just knowing what type of feel it's going to be like sometimes it's got to be just a white background hmm. like that. Sometimes a lot of magazines just want a simple white background in studio so those are really just you know okay here's how the lighting's going to be or, you know to get that white background <laughs> and uh you know it's 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 just planning that's more equipment planning mm-hmm. i think when it's a shoot where uh depending on who it is i like to shoot in just different interesting areas of los angeles so it's really not like oh we're going to shoot exactly at this place mm-hmm. unless it's like a pier or Santa Monica or something like that, but sometimes it'll be an area. So I'll think an area has a personality. Like Highland Park has a personality, and Venice has a personality, and downtown LA and the Arts District has a personality, and uh, you know Little Tokyo has a personality. All these areas um, really give something and contribute to the shoot. So I'm even happy, maybe scouting the day before and just sort of getting a loose idea of an area if, it, if i haven't shot there before but otherwise i like to just meet somewhere and just you know walk around
1: hmm. like
0: this is the other day it was in culver city and just walked around and it was great like we got enough stuff and uh it just depends on on the area
1: so when you're when you're preparing for something, uh, I'm sorry, I'm banging stuff um, as as you're preparing for a shoot or you're going to go and, and have a walk around with somebody. What are your um, what are the cameras that you bring? I know that's a it's always a question.
0: <laughs> this is always a question. Um, so I'm always bringing a couple of film cameras and a couple of digital cameras. OK, it'll always be that. What cameras? Totally depend on what I'm feeling that day. It okay. just depends. I'm, I'm really feeling a lot of medium format, so it would probably be the Roloflex uh, film-wise, and a Contax, you know, six four five. Like mm. so, so, if I'm so medium format would be in that world. In film, it would be uh, in thirty five mm Sorry, in film, it would be maybe a Leica M six. And then a Nikon SLR, mm-hmm. you know, the, it, this changes all the time. It just depends on sort of what, what I'm feeling, what the, st- what's the type of shots that I'm thinking about. Um, and digital, it will be, you know, a, Leica a digital usually and a Canon R5. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's sort of, um that changes all the time as well it can be a uh i like older dslr so Mm. a canon 5d mark ii (laughs) is plenty Mm. like you know what i mean i can find great stuff with that and and i just got a nikon d700 you know an older older uh you know dslr and i'm just waiting for a lens and then you know that kind of look they just have different looks which is really what's interesting i think the you know the canon r5 is really something that i'll use for a magazine Mm. or fashion week or something like that where i have to move a little faster but you know it's almost so perfect Mm. you know those cameras like the new cameras z9 and on on they're fantastic for professional work but sometimes there's almost no imperfections. Mm. And I, the thing I love about film photography is, you know, are the imperfections. And you just, you don't always know what you're gonna get, but there's sort of that feel. And I'm constantly going back to film because I love all the old, you know, fashion work by photographers Mm -hmm. in the, you know, 50s and 60s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and so, I'm always interested in that, so I will. I will definitely shoot a lot of film.
1: Hmm. And um, if you're if you're going out for a day, do you do you also? Because sometimes my thought process is like, well, if I'm going to be shooting medium format, then I need to bring all my roll film, and then maybe I leave the 35 at home, or I say, okay, this is a good day for taking 35, and I leave the middle format at home. Um, do you also kind of do that, or do you mix? Do you mix films uh, or mix formats as well when you're going out? So here's the problem
0: (laughs) the problem is i am convinced everything's gonna break okay and i am convinced that if i don't bring a backup i'm in trouble yeah so i will bring you know if i'm bringing a film camera i will always bring two okay so it might be 135 one medium format or two medium formats so i'm i'm always thinking of i wish i could think i'm just taking this camera Mm. and this lens and that's it like, I would love that. I'd be so happy, but I'm so convinced that it's going to break and I'm going to be left with just my iPhone. So, you know, that's that's sort of my mindset It's just I've got to have a backup. So I'll always bring two. But I don't you know, it, it really goes back and forth between the um, 35 and medium format.
1: OK. And when you're, when you're then on location and you've got your, your massive bag with all of your cameras or, um, then which, how do you, how do you decide which one to reach for?
0: Well, uh, you know, last I was at Malibu Creek with my friend Olivia and I, um, I wasn't parked too far, so that was good. So I'll always take a bag and I'll have two cameras. So I'll do, the, in my mind, I'll go, okay, this is the film part of the shoot, mm-hmm. and this will be the di- digital part of the shoot. And I always find the film part of the shoot is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where I'm shooting a lot less than I used to, Okay. and in digital, I would shoot, 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 and realize I have like 60 pictures of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me crazy because I'm, I'm just so used to, oh, I'll get something, let's, let's keep shooting, let's see. But I just take more time when I'm shooting with film, obviously. And I uh, love those shots so much more. So I'm sure, tr- sort of being, trying to be more thoughtful with digital and not just, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so about, about the, the process, again, I like to... In, you know I kind of especially when I'm in the studio as you say it takes a while to kind of get everything where you want it to be and you right. know, checking the lights and that sort of thing And um, so I like to do a bunch of digital shots first to kind of make sure that I've got the, the look that I'm going for and the lights where I want them to be and then once everything's kind of where I like it and we're getting some frames that are, are looking nice then I'll pull out the film camera and take some right. pictures with that and then we change the setup and go through that again um, are you also kind of, I, I don't want to say previewing, but kind of starting with digital?
0: You know what? It, it goes back and forth. It okay. really does. I mean, I think um, when I started with digital, I, I was really leaning on it in the beginning because it mm-hmm. does make sense to shoot, get the feel, get the look, and then just you know go back to film. So it really depends on the person as well so a lot of people especially models i've shot with who shoot all the time it's uh they sort of know what they're doing and it's a much faster process so the film works the same almost as digital to me in that situation
1: Mm -hmm. cool um you've also you've also done a couple of I think I, on the podcast I heard you've done at least 2 fashion weeks now in New York. I have. I've
0: done a few fashion weeks. Okay. And uh it's been a blast. It's it's so much fun and I learn something new all the time. And there's such a great group of photographers there. Um and a lot of film photographers, which is really fun to see. So mm. I love running into them and and even in these you know which i've mentioned beers and cameras and these film meetups and LA photography club is you meet people and we're always going oh we're going to meet there we got to hang out there so
1: a lot of fun and um, <clears throat> i think that's that's probably the opposite of what you you say with your other shoots where it's you know let's let's relax and have a coffee and chat first it's uh, i right, can't imagine right. anything further from that during a fashion week
0: well the thing is that when you you have such a little amount of time mm in fashion week and that's why it's a little harder for me to bring the leica where Mm. i'm like spending an hour focusing (laughs) so um you know i mean the the advantage is that you've got you know you have the short amount of time and sometimes you will have like a very famous model or someone that you'll get great shots in the eight seconds Mm. of shooting but you really need your equipment to be okay, this is, I know I'm going to get good stuff with this because you're not going to be going, okay, one more second, one more second, uh, one more second. <laughs> There's not a lot of that. So
1: and just get one I mean, shot. they're friends
0: of yours. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, and and how is it with the lighting kind of things there? Um, I've got one, let's, let me pull this one up. We can talk about it. Uh, sure. So this one is, Uh. it looks like it's Somebody just coming off of the runway almost. There's a, it looks like there's a crowd of people behind her.
0: Yeah. So this is at, um, this is at the Jonathan Simkai show in New York. And this is just grabbing a shot. Um, She was not in the show. Okay. She is, um, I think it's Amelie Ziebler, who's a big uh, influencer, I guess. I did not know who she was, but. Um, I met her there and, uh, we just took a shot, you know, we took a bunch of shots, but right sort of in that area where the, where the show was. Hmm. So this was probably after the show and we were just, I was shooting. This is my, um, uh, like M10 Mm -hmm. and just shot,
1: you know, where we were. So, so that was just kind of, um, light that was available in that space
0: but same sort of thing so so i'm at the edge i'm trying to describe it so it's spring studios so the way it's set up is you've got a big studio and then you've got giant glass windows ah, okay and those all open so models can enter that way or they can have a reception outside or on and on so so she is right at the edge of where the door is so she's right about to walk outside again. My favorite
1: okay. kind of lighting. So. Okay, so it's it's the same kind of setup we were talking about before, actually. <clears throat> right. Although exactly. it's inside, that's, right. that's cool. I was I was wondering yeah. about that. And she's just got a great yeah. expression, looking just right at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so are you able to kind of do that in the fashion show situations where there's you know you're, you're just looking for pools of light or or that kind of open shade or... you
0: are there's areas you know it it just depends on how what the setup was this was a great setup mm-hmm. and they asked me to shoot some people for them like Emily, and and uh, of course i'm sure i have her name wrong but you know there's a lot of influencers there and so they wanted to get shots of them and also other models that were there so um, I'm always looking for what that light's going to be and and hoping it's not going to be that harsh.
1: <laughs> and looking looking at all your pictures, whether they're inside or outside, at least on your Instagram, which is just the only place where I was looking at your pictures. Right. Um, there's a there's a wonderful consistency to your images, um, you know, a, a style or whatever you want to call it. Um, there's almost kind of a glow to the people that you take pictures of um you know the the poses and everything the expressions are always nice but they're almost they're almost glowing and you've got these very kind of almost high key images or Mm -hmm. i I i'm having a hard time describing it but um it's a very consistent look and oh
0: I'll tell you like that's purely accidental okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's re- yes I mean it's consistent because it's what I like <clears> you know what <throat> I mean I don't know if anyone else likes it but it's one of those things that I like the look you know how it feels and that's the only way I can put pictures together is I just I you know I've tried to see other people's styles and see if, if I could even match some of the stuff that I love and you know again i keep saying this but you know there's amazing photographers like sarah moon and you know cecil, cecil beaton mm-hmm. and norman parkinson all these big old-fashioned direct uh, photographers who just get these really distinct looks and mm. you know trying trying those styles it's just almost impossible for me because that's what they love to do that's yeah. their thing so i just do what i like to do and and hopefully it comes out that's that's the key well I really find that the lighting that it is different with um you know with the Leica with a rangefinder and with an SLR
1: so so what depends what's what's the difference for you then you know I I feel
0: like that um I feel like one takes a little more time and there's just a feel there's just a different feel to them and I, I think that the, between the R5 and the M10, even though there's a big megapixel difference, there's just a cleaner look on the R5, which I love, but it's not something that, you know, I prefer sort of a stylistic look of the Leica and those lenses and usually vintage lenses. So hmm. I sort of like that feel.
1: And, and how is the, um, the feel for you when you're using them?
0: You know, as in, uh, like the user know, experience, or, yeah, yeah. You like, the thing about the R5 or Canon. I just think it's it's easier. Mm. I sort of you're you you know you have amazing assistance if you're in low light or you know depending on the situation or runway. I you know I'm not on the riser, so I'm not really shooting the runway pieces, but I can shoot them. And I sort of played with that by using their, you know, face detection mm. and eye detection. And it was spectacular. Like, it was shocking. And it, all it made me think of is those photographers in the 70s and 80s. Like, how were they getting those shots with manual focus mm. on a runway? Like, I don't even, I couldn't even imagine. So, uh, you know, that's that's really sort of an easier shot. But sometimes I will still love how the Leica, you know, produces you know, in a different way.
1: And you... Um, I, I feel different when I'm, when I'm holding a film camera. The whole process, somehow something shifts in my brain, you know. It, it takes three seconds right. to put the one camera down and pick up the other one, but then it's a whole different... It's a different mindset. Yes, and then, definitely. And, and um, kind of a different process.
0: I, for one, feel more confident using a film camera. So I it's sort of second nature to me so i feel that i don't know i feel better about it i don't have this worry of this like i keep looking and that's i slows me down so i will look and look and look and look and look look at that monitor on the back and just be like oh is it i'm not sure it's right let me do another on and on with film i just for some reason feel more confident in the process
1: Hmm. i can't explain it it's just one of
0: those things that I just feel like, oh, I know how to use this. There's not 7,000 buttons I have to know (laughs) and and menus and menus and menus. And I don't know those menus. I'm just going, I'll have to look at a YouTube channel or figure it out. But uh, I just, I like the simplicity of film. And I think that uh, I'm always happier
1: with those shots. Cool. Do you have kind of a a go-to film that you like to use? Like the film stock? I love uh, Tri-X. I
0: really okay. do. Uh, I use a lot of Tri-X, and I use a lot of HP5. And um, for color, it's uh, Portra 400.
1: Okay, on your on your feed, it's almost all black and white. Yes, um, it's
0: all, it's almost all black and white because that's how I I just like to post in that world. Yeah.
1: Okay. So in um in your like in your collection or in, in your, your favorite shots? Is it is it a mix of color and black and white?
0: Yeah, I would I would definitely say it's a mix of color and black and white. I think I loved seeing the world in black and white because again, I love all those classic photographers. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing that work where it was just so much black and white. I mean there was a lot of color a lot of fashion color stuff, which I just love, but there's something amazing about what I consider like a perfect black and white shot. Mm. And, and uh, you know, look, there's so many photographers <laughs> that I love uh, and the favorite photographs are always in black and white in my mind, like the ones that I really sort of connect to.
1: Hmm. I like I like the timeless nature of the black and white I know that's kind of a cliche yeah. but um, no definitely and and often the the color the color images can be so so busy or distracting there's so much so much going on
0: well I think also with my digital camera that's why I always look at the screen and it's in black and white mm because I got so distracted with the color going oh the color's not right this mm. isn't right and you're just it's so much self-doubt that I just made it all black and white so I can just look at it in black and white and go, okay, it's somewhere in that world. Yeah.
1: And, um, I think you, you have a lab that does your processing and scanning for you.
0: Yeah, I've done, uh, I have processed myself. I love the, I love processing, but sometimes I just won't have time. Mm -hmm. Um, scanning. I am not great at Jeff Greenstein is going to come over and, uh, help me figure this, uh, this sort of process that he uses, uh, which is Ethan Moses of camera who's amazing and an mm. inventor and a camera maker and everything. Um, uh, he has this thing called the mongoose, which sort of automates it a little more. And I think I need that. So Jeff is going to show me how I can do that, but mostly I'm going to labs and. You know, different labs in Los Angeles.
1: Okay. That's interesting because uh, again, this, this kind of theme of consistency. So you've actually got different labs processing the film. So you've got, I do. Uh, and, and so you're getting a, you're getting a high res scan back, I guess. And then do you do some kind of tweaking at the end?
0: Yeah, I do a little tweaking. I'm not so proficient in uh, Lightroom, but I'll, I'll do uh, some pieces that, or some tiny moves that'll give me a little more contrast or uh, a few more blacks or, you know, brighten things up a little, but that's it. I don't, I don't know enough to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been taught a bunch, but I'm just, I just I'm not doing like masks and things like that. And, you know, an example, like a very funny thing is I shot someone, this actor and, um, who's really great. And we got a bunch of shots and then I got my favorite shots of these shots of this one t-shirt and what he did is he wet his hair and uh we went back to shooting and i love the shots on and on. but what i didn't realize at the time is that because of his wet hair you know a third of his t-shirt is soaked so it's like blotches and there's no way i could get out a little bit of it but mm. you know for someone who's proficient in lightroom it takes them two seconds to get rid of all that mm. like just do a mask or however they do it but that's I'm just not there. So I will sort of do, you know, minor tweaks and sort of fix things up to sort of match the style that I like.
1: Hmm. Um, we, were, we were talking about models again before. And um, let me pull up this one. Um, so that's one thing that we haven't talked about much. On the show here is um, working with men and working with women. Um, mm-hmm. So that I've I've seen that there's some really lovely pictures of um, some great looking guys that you've got on your on your feed as well. And how do you find the the experience different or the same if it's a man or a woman in front of your camera?
0: I don't know. It it seems the same to me, especially because again I know ninety mm. percent of the people I shoot with, so. This is J.R. Lemon, who's a great actor, and he was also in our show, The Night Shift. And we just said, hey, let's do some shots. I mean, it was very like, you know, he needed some shots. I said, oh, let's go shoot. And so with someone like that, and I know know him well, and we have hours to shoot. Yeah, you know, I'll shoot a lot of film. I'll shoot a lot of digital. Uh, this was with the um, Rolleiflex. E2 tlr and um you know actors take pictures all the time mm. they know what they look like they know their poses they know you know and so it's trying to get them you know to be themselves and it's also if there's an actor that was a successful model like there's my friend owen who I shoot a lot, too, when he's in town. He's actually shooting in, um, uh, he was shooting before the strike uh, in Australia. And, you know, he'll come to town and, you know, he was a huge model. Like, mm. he was the first Calvin Klein models in Times Square, like one of those giant buildings things. So he really knows how to model. Like, I mean, he just knows, you know, move in two seconds. So, so you try to get a more natural look with those people. Mm. I think that's the feel like just sort of, you know, just, just comfort. And I think when you get that comfort, you'll get your, you'll get the shot you want.
1: Do you, do you do kind of, um, I don't know, coaching like here, maybe squat down over here or sit against the wall or you just let them do what they're doing. That
0: is, that is sort of the extent. Okay. I'll go, Oh, why don't you go over here and you know, uh you know yeah why don't you why don't you squat down we we found this field this area with a little lake i believe and uh you know that was it very minor stuff and then sort of look look to your right look to your left but nothing more i mean i wanted to feel comfortable and let them make choices and and uh you know really just capture the moment
1: Mm, very cool um i'm just gonna pull up another like this is uh this is another one of the pier we were talking about earlier i'm assuming this is maybe the santa monica pier or somewhere
0: that's actually in manhattan beach oh okay and uh that's my friend Chantal Berry, and this is in between shots Mm. you know it's one of those things that you just sort of you know i was just focusing and seeing if this is going to work and she was just brushing the sand and i just took the picture you know, which she didn't know until after hmm. uh, because that camera is so quiet. <laughs> but um, but I just love that area. Like this is an area that we went out, it happened to be empty hmm. and uh, which is rare in Los Angeles. So we just hung out there and shot, you know, a bunch of different things in that area. But the the light just feels so great.
1: Well, and again, I, I mean, speaking of consistency, again, you've got this this open shade of you know the the pier casting the shadow, and the yeah. the background going along. Um, I'm curious about this image because here's a here's an image. It's a a lovely lady sitting on a table, and you've got a, a really hard it's a light. Funny
0: thing. Wait, can I just tell you the funny sure. thing? It's
1: the same lady. Same lady. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's funny. It's this,
0: it's, it's it, this is for. Um, uh, we shot a music video that I directed and uh, just wanted to get some harsh, crazy shots in um, in the location we we're shooting in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So this I pulled this one out because it looked like it might have been done with a flash or something artificial. But I yeah. could be wrong.
0: I think this you know what? It's a hard light. Mm-hmm. I think it's a hard light that's there uh it's a big sort of low pro light mm. and we just sort of did you know let's just make a harsh you know, crazy shadow it was fun yeah it was fun because we did a bunch of different ones like that but yeah no no real flash i mean what i would have done uh differently was probably use a you know one of those leica flashes that just sort of blinds everyone <laughs> yeah, that's always yeah that would have been fun too
1: yeah so you, um, you mentioned on the pod, on your podcast a while ago, wanting to do some kind of like outdoor in your garden with, with fill flash or with some, with some artificial lighting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, have you, have you gotten around to doing that?
0: Yeah. So I just recently did a shoot with, um, you know, Christo Fernandez from Ted Lasso and who's a friend. So was, there's no pressure. Like, it was just like, let's go hang out. And, and we shot some stuff. And I said, look, I'm going to start playing with flash. So I used this on camera flash, this V one on the R five. Got some good shots. Not my favorite because I just am not confident enough with it. Mm. And I got, you know, we got some good shots and then, the other thing is using, we also in my backyard, we shot with um, sort of the Godox. I cannot remember the model, but a monolite that uh, was great, you know, with a big softbox, And, uh, you know, it was very fun, but it still feels almost too clean for me. Okay. And I'm not really able to, sure, I'm able to control enough of it. And I've done a bunch of actors that need that kind of feel Mm -hmm. with that kind of flash, but I'm just not, you know, it's not my, my favorite thing. I'll prefer sort of a hard light where, uh, it just a little, it gives a little simpler feel. Mm. And I've talked to other photographers who like Mm. not having the big beeping and the big flash Mm. and the, you know, where you can just sort of really just keep shooting and not stress out so much so
1: yeah it is a different feel yeah um what what is your your, yeah the next the next look or or technique or something that you would like to uh, achieve or that you would want to work on or experiment with
0: i would love to you know do more about uh more with flash So more with a strobe and feel confident, you know, with film stuff like Avedon and, Mm. you know, those, those shots are just amazing. And he's using, you know, flash and I would love to sort of learn more and shoot more like that. And the first time I shot the Roloflex with flash was, um, I don't know if you know Allie, Just one month, two cameras. She has a, Heard of a YouTube it, yeah. channel. Mm. And she did a Flash sort of a, a meetup where we all, and it was for her show, but we were all talking about Flash and everyone got to shoot their phone cameras with a strobe. And it was, I, you know, I metered it and it was, <laughs> the funny thing, it was way easier than I thought. Mm. And I'm like, that's it? Yeah. They go, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what you do. You hold your meter out here and you match the settings and and shoot the picture. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, that I really, I shot a couple of shots on the Roloflex and realized, oh, it is possible. This is how they used to do it. Hmm. And uh, I just, I would love to get more confident with like sort of those old fashioned shoots with flash. I just, I, I would love that.
1: Were you using like a, a long PC cable or were you using some kind of remote or how are you triggering the flash?
0: Yeah, it was all a remote. It was a a, a Canon, um I think it was Godox 2. I think mm-hmm. it was the same thing. And uh it was just triggering triggering that way. I've done it with the I do it with a with um now I have a a Leica one, but it was it's it's actually a Nikon trigger which works on the Leica M10. Okay. Because they didn't make one before for that and then or I'll just use the PC cord and that's fine as well.
1: Okay, one thing that I found really helpful, I've got. Um, I usually keep my my trigger on my on my digital camera, but I've uh-huh. now got uh, a couple of other triggers that um, I've actually I've actually hacked them to work with a PC oh, sync wow. cable, um, and I've so I've got them for like my Hasselblad and for other. Oh, that's uh, great. Other cameras. And the the wonderful thing is that they just trigger the light. They don't adjust any settings or anything. So I can be using the one on my digital camera, get everything the way I want it, and then just pick up the other camera and it's already wired and got the trigger on it and everything, which That's is just so, so cool rather than trying to fuss, you know, every time like, okay, now I got to take it off here and plug it in over here and what was the setting I wanted? And Yeah, it's so smart. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely recommend that. that if you if you want to oh, yeah. kind of go back and forth and get a get a second trigger somehow. Oh
0: definitely. I'd love that idea.
1: Yeah. Um what was I gonna see here? Um for your for the kind of this almost high key look, um, do you do you, I don't know, um is that just something that you kind of are drawn to?
0: Yeah, it's sort of the the feel that I like i mean i think that um i i don't know what it is about it but i just sort of that's how i see my black and white photography i just sort of see it with that sort of high key look um yeah there's an example very bright uh that's in west hollywood that's my friend olivia and that was just we just went to lunch <laughs> i mean <laughs> with the lunch then you know she's a very successful model and we just shot, you know, by the wall, by the restaurant, mm. you know, just snapped a few pictures and, and again, no, no flash just happens to be right by, uh, just a very bright setting.
1: Well, I guess that, I guess that's also, um, you know, living in, living in California, you've got a lot of sun to work with a lot of the time. So that, yes, that there's helps a lot
0: of sun, <laughs> definitely.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, again, looking through your feed, you see a lot of white, which is really interesting to me. And, um, yeah, um, but again, like here she's, she's got dark hair and then she's got these dark sunglasses kind of hanging on her shirt and she's looking at, and these, these kind of black points really, really balance the image really well. Um, and I, thank I, you. I
0: mean, I just, I, you know, it's, again, it's one of these things that, it's just what i like and i don't know if it's <laughs> technically right but i just it's just a look that i like
1: it's cool um so what what would um if somebody was going to start taking portraits and maybe they've done landscapes or travel or whatever else but they want to get into taking pictures of people in whatever you know whatever whether it's a formal portrait or whether it's as you say like coffee with friends or right uh, you know working with a model what would be something that you would you would suggest or or to help them get over the hurdle of having a person in front of their camera
0: yeah i think look it's very natural for me because that's how i started mm-hmm. i always shot friends and always you know was on set and shooting actors and so it it's really about a comfort level. And I think that, I think having coffee, all these things really help. There's, you know, I've done where I've approached strangers on the street. Uh, it either works out well or it doesn't, and they just don't want their picture taken. But I feel like if you're going to take portraits, you know, start with friends and family. That's always my suggestion. And just sort of, especially, uh, my favorite thing is everyone has natural light. Hmm. Uh, take a friend, you know, put them in front of a window and start shooting. You'll find your sort of the stuff you like. And I just think shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting is going to help. And it's going to the more people you shoot, the more comfortable you'll get. Uh, again, I'm always focusing on the eyes and I'm always trying to, you know, make that draw people into people's eyes. Um, but I think if you're just starting out, that's what I would do is shoot family and and just put them in front of a window and don't worry about, you know, too much light, you know, just get it, get it to where you're getting it well exposed. And you, the, the main thing you're trying to do is get used to working with people and sort of being able to communicate what you want and in a way that's, you know, calming because a lot of people get stressed out you know getting their picture taken and i think it's all about calming and keeping conversation going and you know again grabbing coffee or you know hanging out and then taking incorporating pictures into your you know outing i think that always helps or going somewhere interesting um i think that's how you do it and you'll just keep shooting until you get confident that you're you're getting some stuff that you like i would be shooting people anyway so it's not you know whether i was doing portraits or not i this is what i would be doing anyway like it's just their friends and i have always had a camera with me my whole life and they know that so
1: it's not a big shocker do you do other other genres of photography
0: not really i mean i've shot some
1: landscape
0: years ago, but it's really always portraiture or behind the scenes of one mm-hmm. of my shoots or sets or things like that. So I, I I do love that, but it's really, you know, if I visit, you know, a friend's set like, you know, Judd Apatow or, you know, I'll just shoot pictures of Judd and Leslie and, you know, his wife and, you know, Maude and like whoever's there. It's just fun to shoot, shoot pics. So, I'm, I always have a camera with
1: me. Very cool. Um, is there anything you want to add? Anything that would be uh, interesting well, for people? I think,
0: I, I think that in regards to lighting, it's, it's really finding what works for you. And I think that it's great to try all these things. I mean, there's so many ways. There's, you know, using a lamp, you know, using the simple, using candlelight, using, you know, Uh, a cheap flash using an expensive you know you're just sort of there's so many opportunities to find light um and to use artificial light there's there's amazing ways to sort of make it feel natural um and just experiment with it i'm still experimenting with strobes and sort of learning that world but i love using lamps and window light and candles and you know whatever is sort of available and fluorescence is sort of a new thing like i feel like i had an advantage because you know i i've done these tv shows and you go to these gallery shoots for publicity and so that you're going through like 30 photographers so of course it's my favorite thing because i'm always asking them questions and so excited to see how they work and some people work with just fluorescent tubes okay on either side they'll have a bank of almost think of shop work lights okay and they'll put them on either side and they'll get some beautiful looks and that stuff's really interesting to me is to find how people do uh do work with different kinds of lighting but there's no right and wrong way I just feel like you could you know it's like using a broken lens I you know Frank Achenfels is one of my favorite photographers who I know you know, he'll use a broken lens and you'll just like tilt your head like, how did he get that? He's using <laughs> a broken lens. It's the most beautiful art piece I've ever seen. Okay. But yeah, it's it's that kind of thing.
1: Wonderful. Well, uh, why don't you uh, tell people where they can go and, and find your work or?
0: Sure. Well,
1: Instagram is my
0: name, Gabe Sachs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I'm posting mostly everything. So... Uh, it's usually there. And then, um, we obviously have our com and our iDream of Cameras podcast. So we're on, I think we're going to be on episode 57. So it's always an adventure.
1: Your, your international <laughs> whirlwind podcast these days.
0: International whirlwind podcast. That's what's happening.
1: Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thanks so much for coming on. It was a lot of fun.
0: Thank and, uh, you. This is a blast anytime.
1: Love yeah, to do it. It's always always fun to talk about light and lighting. And um our our um our stalwart host Aid is somewhere in Canada at the moment and will hopefully be returning. <laughs> is he lost
0: in Canada or is Aid just sort of, you know, traveling?
1: Well he's traveling and I think he I think he's <laughs> doing a camper van kind of tour around Canada if I Oh, fantastic. Which is wonderful. So he'll be back at some point and I've got another special guest lined up for the next episode. So, um, keep on, keep on listening. Check us out on YouTube. If you want to see our beautiful faces and some of the pictures we're talking about, I will post a few that we talked about in the uh, discord when this one comes out. So people can see it or just go and check out Gabe's uh, Instagram and look at all of his work there.
0: Excellent. Thanks so
1: much. All right. Thank you. And, uh, Bye-bye, everybody.